the morning huddle with David Hurlbut. Weekday mornings at eight. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. Down in the hollow. Playing a new game. 8.30 in the morning. So glad you could join us as we're finishing out our last two segments of the week. Teeing off on the 10th. I'm your host, David Hull, but Dan Bailey with me. Go fast. Energy drink hotline and text line 303-831-1340. Call or text us, folks, whatever is on your mind. Well, whew, I have been going through withdrawal, folks, starting to get the shakes. I uh, felt a, a cloud over my head, uh, you know, the last few weeks. Just couldn't get out of this slump I've been in. And I think I know why, and I think I'm about to fix it. She's back, the editor of MileHighReport.com. Lori Latimer-Volkman, LLV to me. Lori, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, David. I'm doing great, and I'm I'm glad I'm here to uh, to fix all that, you know, that ails you for the last month. Yes, please do. Please do. Come on the show. Lower gas prices, lower inflation for us. Uh, <laughs> Pick up our spirits. Go I can ahead. do it. I can do it. I, I I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But seriously, how how have you been the last month? I you know it wasn't the craziest time for football. I know you had uh, some events and maybe some vacations. How the heck are you? I am good. I I did have a little vacation. I did a uh, a bike trek across the northwest or the northeast part of Spain. So it was awesome. And now I'm kind of into the Tour de France, so we don't really have to talk football. We can talk pickleball and and cycling if you'd like. <laughs> hey, absolutely! And and I like you said you went on you went on a little trek. Nice pun there, a little trek. You know, referencing the the Great American Bike Company. Um, I love the Tour How de about France. About that, I I, I Me you know, put too. it on in the background every morning. Um, I don't know, Loy, if there is a. a a more challenging sport out there in terms of d- endurance, physical and mental and emotional endurance than, than this tournament, this uh, sporting event for three weeks. I, mean, I know a triathlon's killer, but you're miserable. No, I know. I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, I do think it's the most grueling event, sporting event, for all those things you just said, the physical, the mental, the psychological. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's brutal. <laughs> it's it hot, really it's cold, it's hard work. It's dangerous, it, you know, like there's a lot of strategy involved, it's tiring, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable, and it's gorgeous to watch. France is a beautiful country, and, and you know, it's it's one event where the spectators, I mean, to say they're on top of your times would be an understatement. I mean, they are right there. <laughs> and, and if you're in the... Right. Yeah, and LLV, if you're in the Peloton, which is French for, I don't what is it, grouping or whatever... <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's a hundred riders within inches of each other. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I could never do that. There's no way <laughs> I would have to be the fastest or the slowest. Cause I could not be in that group. There's just no way I could handle that. No, no. There's a lot of tradition and you know, they come down these hills at 50, 55 miles an hour, maybe faster. I mean, I'd be tapping on the brakes, yeah. you know, I'd be like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> they're nuts. Yeah. And as a as a radio announcer, I know you can appreciate uh, Phil Liggett, who, you know, like basically does the play-by-play for five hours of a bike race. I mean, can you imagine? I just think he's one of 
the best commentators in sports because if you can be interesting and and good for five hours while people are riding a bike, <laughs> you yeah. are amazing. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And I, I happened to be there uh, a few years ago before the pandemic. I happened to be in Paris on the Sunday when they oh, finished. Oh, wow. Yes, and I grabbed a, an official T-shirt. And uh, look, I know I'm very blessed to have been there. But, folks, if you can ever get there and see these cyclists coming around the Arc de Triomphe, you know, heading towards the Louvre and then making laps, it was pretty cool, LLB. Oh, that's that's a that's a big deal. That's a big thing to be there for. No, it was a big one on the bucket list. You know that, and like the Masters, and how about Wimbledon? Do you watch a little Wimbledon? We got that going I do, on. I too. do. I I love to watch for all those for all the Grand Slams. I I always make sure I catch the finals, and I try to catch as much before that, which is it seems like it's less and less these days. But I love. I I mean I. There's there are very few sports I don't love to watch, but especially when sure. they're at that that level and they're playing, you know, for you know, in the biggest events of their sport, it's like just you know, I love the competitive spirit that comes out in everybody. So yeah, big fan. No, you you took the words right out of my mouth. You and I obviously we work in sports, we love sports, and I love to see these the these talented, gifted uh, people, you know, at their height. I, I could only hit. If I could hit a, a, a serve once like Roger Federer or a return of serve just once like Nadal or, or, or strike the ball once like uh, Tiger Woods, oh, oh, my life would be more complete. I, I totally get it. And, of course, pickleball yeah. pickleball is like the offspring. You know, they're like the redheaded <laughs> stepchild of tennis. <laughs> you wait. You wait. One of these days they'll be the tall blonde. They will be. Uh, you know, I had Matt Vlander on last Friday. I, I completely forgot to ask him about pickleball. He was live from Wimbledon. Oh I had God. to pick and choose my questions. Uh, I'll get it. I'll get uh, answers sometime. But Lori, I'll there are you. there are pickleball clubs popping up here in Denver all the time, and I'm approaching them to see if they want to come on board, do some sponsorship of the morning huddle. So I, I might be eating yes, all my words right. here. Lori, I'm gonna watch uh, a few months from now. I'm gonna be doing a broadcast live from some pickleball club. And you're going to be cracking up. <laughs> and I'm going to be there right next to you. Yes, you are with a big, you know, Cheshire cat grin or whatever you call it. Exactly. You know, from, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about your Broncos? Uh, how are you feeling? I know it's a very quiet time. July 8th, training camp's around the corner. Uh, Dallas is coming to Denver, by the way, on August 13th. I'll be there for that. And they're having some joint practices practices where'd i get that from them suddenly i'm from wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) maybe it was the the trek bike thing they're from wisconsin i don't know but what's what's going on with your your broncos everything's all quiet now on the western front oh thank goodness you know i don't know if you pay attention to some of the like chatter and tweets coming out of seattle and drew Locke, and of course you know they there was some talk that maybe Baker Mayfield is going up there. And so all is not well with, um, with Drew Luck. Anyway, I'm just, uh, every time I'm just so thankful we are not the team having those conversations. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wish Drew Luck the best at, uh, in Seattle and who, you know, who knows how that's going to shake out. But I'm just so happy to not be in a quarterback competition, to not be spending May, June, and July every day with three posts on why the quarterback is good, why the quarterback isn't good, which quarterback is better. Like, ah, oh, 
hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It is like such, like the fact that it's boring is actually such a sigh of relief for me. Hey, uh, look, you and I know the expression at our age, no news is good news. You know, no <laughs> bills in the mail, no bad reports from the doctor, no news is good news. And trust me, my team is always in the spotlight for one reason or another at Dallas. Um, and this morning, this morning I read, Lori, I don't know if you heard my second segment, Vaughn Miller says, yeah, I was, I had the pen in my hand to sign with Dallas. I would have signed with less, uh, with Dallas because it is Dallas, but not that much less. So, uh I had visions I of Micah Parsons, Vaughn Miller, and Tank Lawrence chasing chasing the quarterback in my head. You and I could have had fun with that. Oh, Lori, it just hurts. I know. I'm really surprised Vaughn Miller didn't do that. Agreed. Like, I I guess it, like I think ego just kicks in at that point when you are Vaughn Miller, and it's like, well, since I'm not going to be with one team my whole career, and since I'm not staying with the Super Bowl you know, champs right now, I'm just going to go for the most money because I guess because he wanted to, but man, if I had been him, or at least I was thinking if I were him, I would, I would totally do the Cowboys or I'd go back to the Broncos because he, you know, he, he yes. kept saying how much he wanted to do that. And so for less money, he would have had to do it for less money and a little bit less for Dallas. But I'm shocked he didn't go to Texas. I'm shocked he wouldn't want to be with that crew too. I mean, I, You'd think he'd want to be with Micah Parsons. Oh, I know. So. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Trayvon Diggs and, 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 you know, Dak and, and the star power and mm-hmm. 100,000 people in the stadium. And look, you know, no state income tax. And he went to the the second highest tax state in the country. And he, yeah. he just left and the like highest the in L.A. State to live in. Who wants to, I mean, uh, or not the state, but like Buffalo, New York. Like that's not the part of New York that's cool and fun. <laughs> No, it, it's snowing in September. I mean, it's worse than, you know, Denver. Uh, look, it's a good team. I get it. He went to a good team. It's not like he took that money and went to the Jets. Then you and I would really be like, come on, Vaughn. At least he went to a very yeah. good team. Anywho, I was I was just crying this morning and, and needed to cry on your shoulder. Um, are you going to be sitting yeah, on the Yeah, so back of- to Broncos, I, I'm, you know, it's great to keep – seeing Russell Wilson doing his thing and, you know, everybody on board. I mean, it it is getting a little boring, to be honest, but like I said, I'm good with boring right now. It'll be, training camp will be a lot of fun and there'll be a lot of position battles, I think, to watch. Thankfully, quarterback will not be one of them. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. 20, 22 other teams out there would love to have the quarterback situation of our team, so uh, I, I'm thankful every single day. Speaking of quarterback. Are you going to sit on the edge of your seat and watch the quarterback battle between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield? I mean, is that must-see TV in your home? <laughs> no. Well, mostly because I've learned how this goes. I mean, do you, do you remember when we had Mark Sanchez and that was going to be a quarterback battle? <laughs> I know, <Good>. I know. <laughs> the drama people will create because you need to, and I get it. I do. But as a fan, when you get – when you get like into that, like kind of wrapped up in that, and later you realize, I cannot believe I even considered that a battle <laughs> or like a, a thing because it's stupid. No, you're right. But. You're right. And you hit the nail on the head when you said these posts. You would read on Twitter or whatever, someone who was live out there at Dove Valley, uh, uh, 
Drew Locke just completed a screen pass to to uh, yeah. Melvin Gordon. He's got the slight lead today. I was like, oh, banging my head against my desk. Yes. Oh, I know. I oh my gosh, I hate those. I do hate those because, and I always try. We talked about it. I know we did. Where the coaches don't look at it the way fans do. They don't no. look at one or two passes. They don't even look at one day necessarily. It's the it's the it's the body of work, and it's not just what's on the field. It's you know what they're you know, what they can see in the film room. And I think we always underestimate that. And I think we got lucky because we had Peyton Manning and he was a, you know, a master of the film room, but you never see that. You just could see on the field, he could slice and dice up a defense. But I think coaches, you know, they're listening to their players in there and they know who gets it and who doesn't. (laughs) And then just because some guy throws an 80 yard bomb for a touchdown with, you know, when there's no tackling and no, no real pass rush. Come on, it's really yeah, not know. a competition. <laughs> you're, you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I get it. I get it. Yeah, uh, Lori, it's great to have you back. Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, hey, we're inching closer and closer to you know that Monday night game against Seattle. We're getting there. Have a great oh, weekend. Can't wait. You too. Right. Amen. Amen. Lori Latimer Volkman, folks. She's back. Editor MileHighReport.com. Come on back. One more segment right here. My life sports.